0: When we look at the world, whether it's the recent SatanCon or the reactions to Roe v Wade or all of the rumors of war, we take a look at some of the headlines today and ask whether the end times will bring about an apostasy or a revival.
1: The Good Fight Radio Show
0: Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we are going to be looking at that question of what the end times will really have, an apostasy or a revival, as we look at some of the events that are taking place in our day. And to discuss this very important topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel.
1: Chat. this is such a big deal because so many professing Christians, millions of them are being taught right now that the Bible predicts that the world's going to come to Christ and and we're just going to all be seeing kumbaya together and we're going to Christianize the world and so forth. And actually something far different is forecasted by the Lord Jesus Christ, by the apostles, by the prophets in Holy Scripture.
0: Hey Amen. And one of the things we wanted to talk about on the show, because we want to look at some of the headlines and we do not dictate our theology from the headlines. That's something that post-millennials did as the entire movement almost went completely awry once World War II took place. Uh, but but nonetheless, <laughs> but nonetheless, we don't want that to, to happen, but we should look and recognize the times and the seasons that we live in and say, well, what are some of the things that are going on? These seem kind of crazy. In fact, Joe, the 10th anniversary of the Satanic Temple in Boston, they recently just had Satan con. All right. Now they have no idea that they're being conned by Satan. They say that they're not theistic uh, Satanists, but they're just atheists, and they just really love the story of Satan. I guess if you want to be a loser, then so be it. But either yeah, way, he
1: burns forever. Yes, <laughs> he con- and he's he, mocked by those that he's led astray at the end.
0: It, it's pretty sad, right? That, yeah. the, 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 is this the one who uh, you know took down the yeah, nations and so exactly. and forth. And, and you, you look at that, and it is sad to see. In all honesty, it breaks my heart to see people so deceived. And sadly enough, though, whether it's in jest or whether people are following other versions of false gods, they're all ultimately deceived if they're not following the one true God. And that's all Satan cares about anyways. He doesn't care if it's Buddha. He doesn't care if you're reading the Bhagavad Gita. He doesn't care if you're reading the Quran. Yeah. If you can get away from Jesus, he's totally happy, and he just has some different faces he puts on. In fact, he even makes himself as an angel of light. light. So right. it's important to recognize that, Joe. So we see that sort of behavior. And we're like, okay. And it's kind of full-fledged news coverage, all that stuff. Then, you know, ripping up, ripping up Bibles and, and people sharing it on Twitter. Then we have other reactions. We had Roe v. Wade, right? The mm-hmm. la- In the last year, Roe v. Wade gets thrown out. And we, th- we thought, hey, praise the Lord. But it is the least you can do so we can at least glorify God to the fact that babies— that were going to be killed are not killed. That's a reality, and you can't get around that. But the reaction of it, Joe, was the forecast for the elections was completely shifted. And not just the forecast, what actually took place, not the guess. It mobilized the left. It mobilized them. And that was, in all honesty, their main campaign. That's right. And, and, And so you see the wickedness of their heart just wanting this. And by the way, same campaign at Satan Con. That was the same thing they were pushing the entire yeah. time. In fact, the entire ticket, whether it's LGBTQ or whether it's um, you
1: know, abortion,
0: whatever it may be, they, they pretty much ran with the Democratic ticket and said, Well, we're yeah. um we're, we're saying a lot.
1: Well, the left-hand <laughs> path, right?
0: That's that's exactly right. Not that there aren't some absolutely horrible people on the right and some of which are just hypocrites and liars and and so forth. But but Joe, we see this. And then obviously in so many different ways, uh, whether it's the rumors of war, the actual wars taking place or whatever's going on there in Ukraine and and, and so forth, support, non-support. And especially, Joe, when we get to Matthew 24 and we look at Jesus's Olivet Discourse. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he mentioned was that the ethnic groups will be against the ethnic groups, right? Nation against nation. ethnos. uh, Ethnos against ethnos. And that's something that is more and more prevalent, sadly enough. It's not something that we're progressing away from, but it seems like it's actually getting worse mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so I, I say all of that because we have all of these things going on in the news. We have earthquakes happening at, to biblical proportions in biblical places, even in Turkey and yeah. so forth, where when you read your Bible and you see Asia Minor, uh, when yeah. you see the churches in Revelation, we see these crazy earthquakes taking earthquakes taking place. We also have better information about what's going on. So... All of that is going on. And Joe, we also see a main argument that we see on Twitter. And it's kind of weird. Some of the strange bedfellows we see people making in their end times theology. And one of the things we see is that people think they're going to take dominion. And they actually believe.
1: It's part of the revival, right?
0: That there's going to be this great revival. And that ultimately this great revival will come, whether it's controlling certain mountains, a certain number of them, or whether it's eventually reconstructing a theocracy in order to stamp out atheism or whatever it may be, it does seem like this stuff is going on. And Joe, it brings us to that very question of whether or not in the end times we're going to see some apostasy or are we going to see this great end times revival where the Christians actually take over the entire world and Christianize the entire world and basically give it hand-wrapped in an optimistic the- or optimistic eschatology, as they call it. I don't know. You can be pretty optimistic about Jesus coming back. I know you are. I know I am. I can't Absolutely. wait for our blessed hope to come back. But this idea that they're going to wrap this thing in a bow and give it off to Jesus. So which one do we see in the Scriptures?
1: Yeah, you know, all of us want to see people come to Christ, and that's why we preach the gospel. That's why we do what we do. We want to see people come to Jesus. And we have no doubt that uh, eventually the Great Commission will, will be finished where the gospel is preached to all the nations throughout the world, uh, and then Christ will return. Uh, so we win people to Christ. But we should not be under any illusion that the whole world is going to come to Christ or all the nations before Christ returns are going to just, you know, hand over government and media and, and the you know, the school system and, you know, everything to the Christians. Say, hey, you know, we want Christians to run Hollywood, genuine Jesus. That's not going to happen, folks. That's such a lie when they talk about, and there's just, there's the post mills, there's, you know that the seven mount, mount mandate folks had different forms of kingdom dominionism, a kingdom now, reconstructionism among many of the post mill Calvinists and so forth. And they do make strange bedfellows, they're like all you know pushing the same idea that Christian nationalism I mean, that we're going to take over for Christ. And it's become so political, and a lot of them have lost sight of actually preaching the gospel. And it's about basically having morals and Christian influence, and, and that doesn't redeem anyone. It's the gospel that redeems people, then people could become moral. So Chad, uh, there is this false narrative and people are in for a rude awakening because so many of these groups are not ready for the tribulation that's coming up. They're not, they're not realizing there's an apostasy and they're not realizing that if they get involved in this, this world globalistic type of so-called revival, which is exactly what it's going to look like under the Antichrist, uh, they can very well end up being part of a huge deception. And the scriptures actually say quite the opposite uh, in regard to uh, uh, revival revival. In the end, the scriptures talk about a great apostasy. And now, again, we affirm yes, amen. There'll be people from different countries that come to Christ everywhere, but they're not, it's not going to be this global thing where they're going to take over the world. That's the lie. That's not true biblical revival because uh, Jesus said very clearly in Matthew chapter seven in his Sermon on the Mount, he said, Enter by the narrow gate. He says, For wide is the gate and, and spacious or broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many go that way. So the many go through the broad gate to destruction. But he said, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way it leads to life. And few, in contrast to many, are those who find it. So Jesus, we follow Jesus, amen? And he said, and look around, is it many or is it few? Look around where, where you're at. Unless you work at a, a Bible bookstore or something, your your workmates probably aren't all Christians. Uh, if if you are, you're counted blessed because that's not the norm. Most people are, are you know, indifferent to Christ at best. And Jesus said, he that's not with me is against me. In fact, Jesus very clearly said in the end of days, before he returns, one of the signs of the times would be a great falling away. In fact, he, they asked him, you know, uh, you know, know, what's, what's the signs of your coming? And two of the main things he pointed out would be that, in fact, I'll, I'll quote Jesus here in Matthew 24, 4 and 5. He says, see to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Messiah and will mislead many. So many of these false, you know, Christ, false prophets, and they'll mislead many. That's that broad road that leads to destruction. That's why Chad, right after he talked about the narrow road and the broad road in Matthew 7, several chapters earlier, then right after that, in verse 15, right after he talks about those two roads, he says, beware of the false, false prophets prophet, yeah. because they stand in front of the broad road, but they look, they they come in sheep's clothing, so they seem to represent Christianity. So there's gonna be a false form of Christianity in the end. Uh, it's, it's actually horrifying, uh, for those folks that don't that, that are being led astray. And then Jesus went on to say in Matthew 24, verse 9, he says, then they will deliver you to tribulation. Ooh, that doesn't sound like great revival. He says, they'll kill you. Uh, you'll be hated by all nations because of my name. That doesn't show all the nations following Jesus in the end. Uh, this shows, I'm talking about prior to Christ's coming, which is what these guys are teaching. This says that they're going to hate us. and They're going to kill us. And in verse 10, he says, at that time, many, many again, Many will fall away. There it is, man. And will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. Most people's love will grow cold, right? Uh, But the one who endures the end, he will be saved. Then he says the gospel of the kingdom uh, will preach in all the world in verse 14 as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. What's interesting, Chad, in the verses I've just read, five different times he's used the word many. And I never noticed that. I always noticed he says, many will follow in many false prophets, will mislead many. I thought, man, you know what? I'm really focused on the many here because it's in contrast to the few that go through the narrow gate, true believers. Jesus is saying that most people, and he says most people, add a sixth word here or another word, a sixth time we see the many, but it's most, most people's love will go cold. That's what's happening in the world right now. So it's interesting in the apostle Paul, and he goes on to mention the antichrist, the abomination of desolation in the holy place. That's the other big sign. Let the reader before understand before his return. Let the reader understand Daniel. Amen. And then he goes on to talk about, uh, you know, how bad it will get, and if he didn't come back, no flesh on earth would be saved. That's not great revival, folks. The whole idea that there's gonna be this great worldwide revival, everyone's going to come to Christ, is a lie from the pit of hell, steering you away from the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the navig- And we need to know His word. We need to know what He's saying because the Bible says. My children perish because of lack of knowledge. And he, the word of God says, My people go, the, God's people go astray when there's no prophetic vision. When you do it with what he said prophetically, you are in dire straits, man. His Word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. It's what leads us to the, the coming of the bright and morning star, as Peter says in 2 Peter chapter, uh, uh, chapter 1. I'm kind of putting that also with Revelation chapter 22 at the end, which is called the bright morning star as well. But Peter says we have this prophetic word that guides us to more his sure. return, to more sure light. Amen. So it's interesting because uh, in 2 Thessalonians chapter two, Chad, that's where he says concerning Christ coming, I'll be gathered together to him. That's where he's, and that's the rapture. He says don't be deceived. He says that day will not come. That is Christ, Christ coming, the rapture. That's not going to happen until two events happen first. He says the apostasia, the apostasy, the falling away, as it's translated in the King James, the New King James. Uh, Rebellion, I think it is in the NIV, in the the New American Standard Version, the wider apostasia, as it's used in the New Testament and it's used in the Old Testament Greek translation, always has to do with a falling away and a rebellion against God. So, Chad, I mean, we have these clear scriptures that there would be this great falling away.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's so important that you see in Paul's writings, obviously, He has a good understanding of the Olivet Discourse because what does he make reference to? The very things that Jesus said. Jesus said that many will fall away. Jesus said, and guess what? The divine commentary given by the Apostle Matthew is what? Let the reader understand. He yeah. reminds them of the abomination that causes desolation. Right. He reminds them and of it.
1: Paul brings that up too. The Paul Antichrist it in up. the temple. Yeah. So we see that from right. Paul so clearly. And they in both the have scriptures. those coming before his return, not great revival.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And then you get to Matthew 24, 29 through thirty one, which obviously makes that clear. Right. And and so we see that, and obviously. Paul has a deep understanding of what Jesus had already taught, whether he got that from the apostles in his studying time with him, as it mentions in Galatians or otherwise. But when we look at this, Joe, and and we see one of the things that it mentions specifically about the end times is that there will be this tickling of the ears to tell people what they want to hear. And when I hear people talking, and I know I already made reference to it, and sadly enough, I, I, I maybe... I'm a little jaded from some of the discourse that I've watched online from those who are involved in the post-mill, more of the Reconstructionist camp of calling people clowns and and making fun of people who would believe in this end times. Who would believe what, what Jesus
1: says. actually said? Who are they really mocking then? Who, who are they I mean, ultimately mocking?
0: And when you see over and over again this, and then you hear this because we've all, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. When I thought of tickling ears, what Paul writes to Timothy, I've always thought in my head, the prosperity gospel, right? I've always thought of the word of faith movement, this witchcraft pa- repackaged.
1: And that's definitely part of it, you know? That yeah, we are gods and you can. Yeah, name God it, is your belly, and, all, yeah, that, all, all that, that stuff.
0: Yeah. 100%. But to think of the tickling ears that someone gives man, he's the one ultimately. Through through Christ, they would say. But ultimately, man is the one who gift wraps this this world that now they've Christianized and hand it back. Of course, the tickling ear that you can control the government, you can control the schools, you're going to control, obviously, the media and all that, all the, you know, the seven mountains. Joe, the tickling of the ears seems to be like something that I, I the multily multifaceted with this end times deception.
1: Yeah, and in, in case you're, you are think, man, okay, I'm with these guys, but where's this going? When Chad's talk about the seven mountains, they, many of these guys teach that are post mill or are reconstructionist or, uh, you know, kingdom dominionists. They believe not what Jesus taught. They believe we're going to take over seven mountains or seven spheres of influence as Christians. We're gonna take over the media. We're going, to, we're going to take over government. We're going to take over the school system. We're taking it all over, education, that is. And, and we're going to roll as Christians. Before when are going to gift wrap to Jesus, it's, it's ironic because these are Calvinists. And it's a man-centered eschatology. That, 100%, and you know, yeah. you know how man-centered it is? It actually pushes Jesus aside. You're not going to come and defeat the Antichrist and defeat the kings of the earth that unite with the Antichrist at Armageddon. We're going to defeat them. We're going to step up and we're going to show you that. Look what we've done. It's just, it's so... Unbiblical and Chad, that is part of the end times. Is that part of the apostasy we're talking about? Paul said in Second Second Timothy, uh, chapter four, and you've already mentioned the tickling part. But he says that we're supposed to we Chad and I and you brothers and sisters in Christ preach the word. We're supposed to preach the word in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. And doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, uh, they'll accumulate a bunch of teachers to themselves according to their own desires, and they'll be turned away from the truth unto error. And that's exactly what's happening. So we see the scriptures say this apostasy would be based on teaching that would seduce people. And right now, I mean, why, Chad, think about when Jesus came the first time. Why? How, how did so many of them mess up their understanding of the first coming? Because they wanted power. They wanted Jesus to come. They Rolling wanted him to, to come, right and, come now. and rule as a king, yeah. man. They tried the to same, make him king. They tried to make him king, and they didn't yeah. want a suffering servant. Yeah. Well, guess what? Christians today don't want to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. Christians today want to say, "No, we're going to rule." The irony is thick, and I just first time I thought of the irony. Like, ooh, there's a very similar. There's An irony going on there between the first and second coming and those who are falling into these delusions. So, uh, moving on from that, because we got a lot of ground to cover and we're going to kind of move kind of fast, but you can maybe listen to you know back up and listen again. And you want to get on? We this. have a
0: longer series we're working on on this, it's going to be very, very which will be on the whole new
1: apostolic reformation. But this one yeah. we're focused more on the apostasy. So, I'll get on with the apostasy in Second Peter chapter two. He warns how many would come and you know, and and, and it says many would follow their, their evil teaching. He talks about There will also be false prophets. There were false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will uh, cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many, many, there it is, many again, many will follow their evil teachings. It's not a great revival. It's a great falling away. Many will follow follow their evil teachings and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. Or as one translation says, it'll be brought into disrepute. As another translation says, it'll be maligned. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. Sounds like the word faith movement a lot there, right? But Mm -hmm. God condemned them long ago and their destruction has not been delayed. And by the way, the next chapter, Chad, he says... There'll be mockers that will arise saying, where is the promise of this coming? coming? And that's what many of these guys are saying. They're saying, oh, many of them are saying Christ came back in 70 AD. We're already in the new heaven oh, and the new yeah. earth right now. Just read an article you know? about it today. And they yeah. mock the idea that he's coming again. And many of these, some of the Latter Rain people, Chad, which is more of the charismatic, some of the charismatic wing, they say, oh, Christ comes back in his church when the church takes over the earth. There's all these delusions, man. People are losing the blessed hope of Christ. And that's why it's imperative that we as Christians recognize the deceptions that are taking place right before our eyes.
0: No, I, I think it's so important that you touched on that specifically because so many of those in the post-mill, preterist, whatever it may be that, that take that, they have to in wrap up all of Jesus's theology to 70 AD where all of these things that it, a time has never been or never will be than what we see in that time. And they have to finish it all there in 70 AD to formulate their doctrine to now yeah, this... Because they have this, to get rid of the prophecies. You have, yeah. you have to get rid of all and all the... The fact that we are aliens, as the yeah. Bible calls us. No, that stuff was all done. 70 AD, now we're yeah. triumphant. It It's nowhere found in Scripture. It's it's philosophy, and it's garbage, and it's dangerous. And in fact, Joe, you already mentioned this, but Paul warned about the very, the very men who said the resurrection had already taken place. And there are full preterists right now that yeah. some are actually yeah. saying, some have actually been kicked out of their churches recently. Yeah. Praise God, actually, because this is full heresy. And Joe, one of the other important parts we do have to talk about is the fact that there are these people who believe, right now there's a revival going in Redding, California, there's a 24-hour revival basically going on at, at IHOP, International House of Prayer, and they believe there's these signs and wonders. In fact, there are super apostles on the earth right now that we are under the age, the new apostolic reformation. And guess what, Joe? There are all these signs and wonders and you need to be doing greater miracles than Jesus. And so, Joe, how does that line up with the revival yeah, of apostasy? Yeah, I even saw
1: an advertisement by a very popular uh, charismatic magazine, Unity Through Signs and Wonders. And it's like the scriptures warn now, and we don't have time to go through all these different verses, but so many scriptures talk about this false signs and wonders movement in the end days being part of this big counterfeit revival. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verses 24 and 25, for false christs and false prophets will arise, showing great signs and wonders, deceiving, if possible, even the elect. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul says when the Antichrist comes, he'll come with all kinds of, after the working of Satan, with all kinds of counterfeit signs and wonders, uh, we see that over and over again. Jannies and Jambres, they'll have a form of godliness, just like Jannies and Jambres, they were magicians who opposed the truth. The false prophet bring down fire in heaven and get people to worship the Antichrist, Revelation 13, Revelation chapter 19. Uh, he gets people to worship the Antichrist with false signs and wonders. So the, the church is being primed just to accept anything. Oh, this must be from God. And don't fall for it. Stick with the word. Be good Bereans.
0: So Joe, a lot of people are seeing people are getting spiritual. In fact, you know, even Sam Harris, the one who writes the famous atheist books, this guy's meditating and, you know, the spirit sciences and people are going away from atheism in terms of hard line. And even some of the atheists, whether it's James Cameron or otherwise, they do seem to be having some sort of spiritism. They're going back to the Indian religions and so forth. And so we're seeing that. So people are thinking that that's a good sign, actually. But Joe... We've been going through, you've been specifically going through, every Sunday for a long time, not every Sunday, but for a lot of Sundays, for a number of years, verse by verse, the book of Revelation. The
1: last few verses right now. And
0: we are in the very last few verses of the book of Revelation, and you guys can get all of that on the Blessed Hope Chapel me YouTube channel. You guys can check that out. We'll put a link in the description as well. And Joe for studying this for so long, all these years, reading these, being there every every Sunday, almost every single one for the last few years you've been studying it, I just don't see this promise of because there's this spirituality, there's going to be this great end times revival where people are going to get saved because this is maybe the prevenient grace God going before and making them theists before they become Christians.
1: Yeah, so what you do, you do have this false, this, this global religion forming right now. Uh, in fact, the scriptures say the end time. Apostasy would be characterized by a globalistic religion in the end. In fact, in Revelation 13, it talks about how they will worship the beast. That is religion, folks. And it says the false prophet a little bit later in the chapter, he gets people to worship the beast. In Revelation 19, when the beast and the false prophet throw the lake of fire, it talks about how he deceived people with signs and wonders to get people to worship the beast. So it becomes a global religion. There will be a revival, but it'll be a revival of paganism, of Satanism. And it'll just be huge. It'll be worldwide. It says the whole world will worship the beast. And it says, really, they're worshiping the dragon who empowers the beast of Revelation 13. So this is really amazing. And Chad, you're right. We're not seeing, we've been going verse by verse for years through the book of Revelation. And you don't see a great big revival. What you do see is you see people, now God says he brings his judgments around Isaiah 26 or so, into the earth that the nations may learn righteousness, but he also warns them to repent. And even in Isaiah, those passages, he comes and judges the world with his indignation and and pours out his wrath upon them because they refuse to repent. And then if you look at the book of Revelation, Chad, and you're aware of these passages as well, in Revelation chapter 9, verses 20 and 21, this is after you have six of the trumpet judgments and the seal judgments for the most part have taken place. And and a third of humanity is killed under the trumpet judgments, a third of them under under just one of the trumpet judgments. And it says people still did, did, not, they repent. Still did not repent. Humanity still did not repent of their sorcery, of pharmakia, of their porneto, of their thefts, of their murders, of their idolatry, their worship of demons. And then you go to Revelation 16, right before Armageddon, Chad, and you read in the verses right before Armageddon uh, that after a number of the, the fourth bowl and then the fifth bowl, twice it says... You know, there's great heat because the sun's intensified and they still didn't repent. And those who took the mark of the beast, they get the grievous sword and it says they didn't repent. So three different times it says... They refuse to repent. And then in Revelation chapter 16, Chad, verses 14 through 16, it says the spirits, three spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the beast, the false prophet, and, and, and the dragon, which is Satan. And they go to the kings of the earth to bring them together to fight against God Almighty at Armageddon. Then the very next chapter, Revelation 17, 10 nations give their power to the beast, and they seek to fight against Christ at his coming. Now, the world is gathered together. There is a huge revival of people following the devil, of people worshiping Satan and the Antichrist. And they're deceived because that which has worked with them up until that point is called the whore of Babylon. It's not the bride of Christ. It's a false church persecuting. Her hands are dripping with the blood of us saints who she's been putting to death during that time. And if you're saying this is revival, that's because you're following the Antichrist. You need to turn from this false eschatology right now and stick with Jesus and not add or take away, as he says in the end of the book of Revelation, to his word, because at the end, the world is united Under Antichrist, you need to turn to Jesus. And if your eschatology is messed up, change your eschatology to match the Scripture. Don't change the Scripture to fit with your eschatology.
0: As it says, those who are wicked are wicked still, sadly enough, as well, later in Revelation as well. And Joe, I know we, that, I'm sure for a lot of people are like, man, well, where's the the good news in all of this? Well, first of all, it's good news that he is our blessed hope because... He is the blessed hope. We It's it's blessed to hope in Christ. Amen. And we have that in our hearts. And for you believers, that's why we are called in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, that we need to be ready to give a defense for the hope that is what? On the outside, no, but that is within us. We hold that hope in our hearts. So, Joe, I say that as a preface. And I know we got about two minutes here. We've gone as fast as we could possibly go. But, Joe, with all that we sadness— We didn't get through a lot of, a we lot through, of but notes, but we got through yeah. plenty. <laughs> But, Joe, we cannot leave it on that note yeah. because there is good news. So, so Joe, yeah. with all of that sadness, for those that are listening, maybe it's the first time, I don't know, but what's the good news?
1: The good news is that Jesus Christ is coming back. The good news is that his gospel is going forward. The good news is that people are being saved from every ethnic group. And Jesus says the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in Matthew 24 and all the world is a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So guess what? There are people that to be redeemed from all the different nations, But it's few compared to the many. And the beauty beauty here, Chad, which is is so awesome, is I I remind the congregation, the church, right, that that we're part of over and over again through the years, that the West has it backwards. We look at morning, then night. That's the end of a day. God looks at the opposite. Just go through Genesis 1 and 2. It's night, and then it's morning. It's day, and that's a day. It ends with day, and it gets brighter and brighter for those who know the Lord. As we seek Jesus, it gets brighter and brighter. The, The bright morning star comes back when the whole earth is just as black and dark as it could be with no light, no stars shining. Then he comes back, man. And that's the good news, man, is our blessed hope. Jesus is coming. Hope is not in ourselves and our politics and what we can do. You're betting on an old raggedy horse that's never won a race when she's 60 years old and thinks she's going to win if you're betting on this world becoming a paradise with us ruling. This is the day, man, we're waiting for the day of the Lord, waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Revelation chapter 7, Chad, John's Tripping out because he sees this great multitude that no man can number from every nation, kindred, people, and tongue. He's like, Who are these? And the elder says, These are those who've come out of the great tribulation from all these different nations and peoples and tongues. And they've washed their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. The beauty is that he's going to have his bride forever and ever, and we're going to be with Jesus forever and ever. Just hold tight. He that endures the end will be saved. Keep your faith in Jesus. And we'll be blessed and we'll be fellowshipping with you in person, Chad and I, and all of our brothers and sisters for eternity at the feet of Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com goodfight.